This is season number 19 of Bass Talk Live with Matt Pangrak. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Aftco, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Pro Guide Batteries, Beatdown Outdoors, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, and Omnia Fishing. Hit him with the hook, Jeffries. PTL, coming at ya! Good evening and welcome to a very special edition, BTL at Night Edition, where we're going to talk bass fishing and for the first time in a year and a quarter since I completely took over the show, I'm going to say it and anything else we want to talk about because tonight's show does revolve around bass fishing, but it revolves around some, some things, maybe some unexplained mystery, some phenomenon that perhaps have been witnessed over the past 10, 15 years. Uh, and it's stuff that you sit around and talk about. And you say, dude, I was driving to the event. You're not going to believe what I saw. And I'm like, dude, we got to do a show about this. But then as you talk to one person, you find out one person, and then someone else has seen something, and then someone else has seen something. So I got three people that have seen something. And those three people are, as I go from my right to left, Matt Stefan, BTL consultant. Matt, thank you for joining BTL. <laughs> Dude, I am so looking forward to the show based on some of the uh, the stories that I've heard you mention, but not actually having received the entire story. I'm looking forward to hearing all of your crazy stuff, as well as like Brandon. I heard you've got some uh, screenshots of something that's pretty crazy, too. And I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, bottom left. Oh. The one and only two time Bassmaster Angler of the Year. How many of the leads have you won? Have you won four or five? Five, five-time five Bassmaster nice. Elite Series. I mean, dude, when you say two-time yeah. Angler of the Year and five-time Elite Series champ, that just lends credibility to it. So whatever he says he <laughs> saw, he saw. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> and, and 41st place in the 2023 Bassmaster Opens Angler of the Year EQs, Miles Berghoff. I'm sorry you were first yeah! out of money. Cha-ching. Oh, not cha-ching. Sorry. I'm sorry you were first out of the money, but you are a winner tonight. It's it's all good. I am so excited to, for this show. This is awesome. What does all your right. shirt say? Yeah, you have to I stand up to a little believe. bit. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's available in the Sonar uh, <laughs> merch store. <laughs> yeah, Sonar, sonarfishing.com. You can get the I Want to Believe on sonarfishing.com. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's only one way to do this, and we're going to dive right into the mix, and then we're also going to have some moments of, of reflection, and then we'll open it up to instant feedback questions. Uh, and we're going to start... Well, we're going to start with the one that has intrigued me for the past th three or four years. And and would you all agree, though, in my intro, like I said, like like, Matt, how many times have you been sitting around and just... And, and someone tells a story like, you're not going to believe what I saw today. Dude, it, I mean, it happens all the time, especially if somebody comes out with a story like that. Everyone else who's sitting around generally has some crazy story that they share as well. So I, I think 
a lot of us outdoorsmen who spend so much time outside and in places that aren't necessarily all that populated, we get to see some crazy stuff. And listen, I'll say this, Brandon. Well, you like live in like the third most unpopulated state in the country, I think, in Idaho and spend you spend a lot of alone time reflecting on the meaning of life. And you've you but you've you know what Matt is talking about there too, right? Like, I mean, there's some there's some crazy stuff that you've seen in your day. Oh, I mean, as much time as we spend on the water and with the advancement of electronics that we have now, how many times have you seen just like scrolling through your social where an angler found like some random mysterious car that solves a mystery, you know, (laughs) where it's like, oh, hey, I was island down this riverbank and found this car. And then they find out it was like, someone that was has been missing for 20 years and that's where that car was in a riverbank yeah Uh, and and it's usually where like jim from your local bass club has kicked everyone's ass for the last 10 years on a texas rig craw (laughs) you know he's been bouncing it off the left bumper catching a limit every club derby yeah exactly and so i mean i think like with that technology and then the amount of time we spend out there in some wild places you just find some wild things and and miles you've you've spent uh the majority of your summers over the past two decades in the most uninhabited state in the 50 states of the united states i probably could have figured a way to say that smoother alaska (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i i have seen so many crazy things in alaska most of them are very explainable um, for the most but part, some are but not that's why you're on the show tonight that's very yeah oh. exactly some are not but uh but yeah it's a really cool place it's very mysterious you know just going up there and seeing like the northern lights like that phenomenon is like so alien to you if you've never seen it before it's just it's super cool so yeah i've seen a lot of really cool stuff up there if if my memory serves me right, Alaska is also known as uh, Seward's Folly, correct? Mm, I have never heard that before. I, I believe that that was when Alaska <laughs> was purchased. Alaska, which was an un- uninhabitable yeah. mountain range of, of ice and glacial runoff, was purchased for roughly $7 million yeah. by William H. Seward in a treaty with Russia, and that's how Alaska became part of the united states little little Gosh, info for, what a what a there. what a good deal that was holy cow it was seven million dollars you, you can buy like three you know bass you boats fit, for that now oh yeah <laughs> did you know you could fit the state of texas inside the you know the bulk of alaska and it won't touch any of the edges that's how big it is wow i did not know it was pretty that crazy big. yeah yeah, it's and you've big. seen some. You should see, you've you, seen some unexplainable things in that large wilderness. Yep, I have. Not not a whole lot of like unexplainable things, but I've I've seen like one or two, but only one really comes to mind. You want me to dive into that one? Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're gonna work okay. our way towards right. it. We have to kind of build All up right. for it. I mean, we have to talk a little bit on the fishing front because it is bass fishing. Anything else, Matt? Congratulations! You are off to a fantastic start on your quest to qualify for the BPT. Two top twenty events on drastically different fisheries, sitting, I believe, in sixth place in the Invitational Angler of the Year. 
uh, you got to be happy with going out and getting the job done this year so far. Yeah, uh, two two down, four to go. Uh, you know, at this point in my career, I don't I don't really care uh, how I get to the next level, but I get to the next level, whether that's uh, fishing the BPT or getting back uh, or getting over to the elites at some point. In either case, for me, I got to get to that level and. It's uh, either road you take, it's pretty difficult. So yeah, to have the first two down sitting in a decent position, I feel, I feel comfortable going into the last four. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. Brandon, uh, you know all about starting in a hole and digging out. You've won an angler of the year, kicking things off at the beginning of the year with a 103rd place finish. The good thing is that you have everybody in the fishing world believing that you don't look at the angler of the year standings from the first to the last cast of the year. So you obviously have nowhere, no idea where you are. Now, I'm assuming you're continuing that tread this year, but you know you're not in first. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to tell that I'm not in first with a nice, uh, what I finished, 90-something like at Seminole, uh, which was so frustrating because I finally cashed a check at Okeechobee for the first time in my life and backed it up with a terrible finish. So Seminole's my new Okeechobee, I guess. Um, it, it, but the year that I won AOI in 17, I finished like 103rd, 105th, something like that at Okeechobee. And that was following a top 12 at Cherokee. And, you know, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, man, I had this awesome start to the season and then it felt like I blew it. And then I don't, I guess I'm just kind of wired the way that that kicks me into another gear kind of pisses me off a little bit and so i'm looking forward to the rest of the season um especially since our next event is the classic mm. it kind of gives me a lot of motivation very nice and then uh miles and i are in the same boat of chasing uh capital valuable uncapital angler of the year points at the Bassmaster open eqs we both finish in the top 50 so i'd have to say that even though it wasn't you were at literally an outs out of the money but mission accomplished 41st place out of 230 anglers to kick things off down on you. And you did it a cool way too. You did it punching the big way. Uh, well, one day, the first day I was just kind of light flipping to the edges of the grass. And then the, the front came through and uh, got, you know, got the chatterbait out and just started covering water. But we, we can't forget that that guy down there beat us both. He may have had a bad tournament at Seminole, but he, he, he whooped us. He whooped us at Eufaula. Uh, this is the I caught most... a lot of men on the big weight. I just went bass fishing. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot you fish Eufaula. I'm hope see you're those guys that I'm hoping finish in between me and the rest of the field, the jackpotters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Just you know <laughs> messing up the point calculation a little bit. <laughs> This is but, so weird. I got the sign ready, and I swear I put that it was the eighth on it. It says BTL at night. I did it right before the show, and someone pointed, what's, what's wrong with your sign? Isn't it Wednesday, March 8th? And the eight was a nine. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continue with continue with Eufaula because I'm interested on how you how you ended up catching them because that turned into a slugfest, Brandon. How I caught them? Yeah. Uh man, I my trolling motor the first day of practice 
which for me was Monday. Uh, and when I all the ball in, in the water, I had, and then I looked at the conditions thinking that we would fish that Friday, the heavy wind. And I was like, you know what? I feel like just going and fishing the bank, old school fish in the dirt, beat down. I don't want to stare at my screens. I don't want to have to battle the waves and all this pollen out there trying to find the fish and brush piles. I'm like, screw it. I'm going up the river. And I turned up the river and I never practiced in the lake. I practiced all three days in the river and fished my entire tournament in the river. And had that a blast. Is, that is awesome. Hardly saw it. Hardly saw that any cool. boats. I mean, just went fishing and uh, caught them on a swim jig, a frog, and punching. I was like, wow. this is the greatest ever. Wow. Yeah, I, that's kind of what you did, river. Miles. I, yeah, I, I practiced up river. I did catch a six pounder and practice up the river. Um, and I was catching them pretty good on just a, you know, that new dirty white um, jackhammer chatterbait and just covering water. But that kind of fizzled out for me um, closer to the tournament. I mean, five days of practice is a lot of practice when things are changing so much. Yeah. So I, I just ended up fishing right there by the ramp, you know, punching up palmetto bugs the, the second day and flipping it, you know, light flipping it the first day and fish the chatterbait too. All right. I mean, we're 15 minutes in. I guess it's time to get to it. The one that, I, that, that I've been wanting to hear. So I, I was actually at the weigh-in when Brandon discovered, experienced, came across what, what he came across. Uh, I, we had to kind of talk miles into doing this show. He, he's, <laughs> he's a little, a little bit apprehensive to be a part of it, but what really started this was Matt Stefan and, uh, probably about how many years did you do the, your, your YouTube video on it? Uh, how many years ago probably, was it, Matt? I don't know. Two or three years at this point. All right. And, uh, Oh, the floor is yours, my friend. We're gonna we're gonna start with You're you. Starting with me, yeah. And Dude, then we're I feel gonna, like the other ones work. are so much cooler. Uh, do me afterwards. Me? <laughs> I want to do mine after <laughs> after his. I don't want to. I don't want to follow Brandon. Okay, uh, I'm just saying we have we have some interesting stuff that it, that has been seen, and then I'll work I'll work mine into. I actually have uh, this is I actually have a. Uh, I have I have a Sasquatch encounter, and like I said, I also have a Ghost Bride encounter at Castle Boykin's boat ramp at 3 a.m. in the morning with a full moon and fog on the lake. And uh, after doing a little bit of history research, I I stand by my story. Uh, Brandon gosh. either discovered a uh, uh oh, Matt's frozen. Matt's never frozen. He has the best internet out of all of us. This is conspiracy theories. Oh, he's back. Let's see. That's the that's the only smile you're gonna get out of them, Brandon. Just just to give a little tease in ten seconds, what? Wh why were you invited to be a part of this? What did you perhaps stumble upon in the depths of a Great Lake? Uh, I found a massive underwater unidentified object. I guess symmetrical. Yeah, I'm not even going to give dimensions yet. I'm going to leave that for when for the story. But it's symmetrical, symmetric, perfectly 
symmetrical. I wish I had my hard drives. Like I found this thing all the way back in 2013. How far offshore? This is before they shot down the recent UFO stuff into the Great Lakes. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, you can barely see shore. I, I mean, mean, it's, it's in the middle of the Great there. Lake. It's and way out there. I randomly found it and I'll give details on all that. But I mean, it's, I, I wish I had the hard drive because I actually dropped a GoPro down there. This is before I even had an Aquaview or anything. I dropped a GoPro down there on the end of my rod just to see. And it, yeah, I mean, it looked like it had hallways and stuff. It's crazy. What? And, yeah. And Miles, your, your story involves seeing something in the Alaska sky. Yeah, something un unexplained to this day. Um, yeah, so I, I saw something that I'd never seen before and not sure exactly what it is. So I is guess Matt it qualifies as a frozen UFO again? or UAV. No, that's that's his normal face. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's like I, literally dude, gone. Frozen. Matt's frozen again. I don't even he's see gonna him have on my to, screen now. He's going to have to I'm log back out and log back in. All right, Brandon, huh. you're up. We're gonna okay. wait for Matt. We're gonna wait for Matt to. We're gonna wait for Matt to get back on. We're gonna start with this. You kind of teased it a little bit, but set the stage. And what the heck did you see in the middle of a Great Lake? Ah, uh, I saw. I'm trying to remember the dimensions. I haven't talked about this in a while. It's like a hundred, and I want to say it's like 120 feet wide right it's 120 foot uh diameter perfectly symmetrical underwater object that looks like a ufo rounded on the and, corners um pretty much it's perfectly round a little bit of octagonish shape but it's pretty much a perfect circle and it's 120 feet. Like if you are on your mega 360 and you're sitting right in the center of it, it'll fill your whole, like it'll fill 120 foot wide. Whoa. Did you find this and, in practice? How did you find it? What, yes. I mean, how deep is it in? Uh, it's in about 50 water. And I was just on this massive flat and I was just driving my boat back and forth um because there's really not much for contour so i was just driving on the big motor on pad looking for any little rise or something uh out there and i was driving and driving and all of a sudden i just saw my graph go up and it dropped back down and i was like oh no, i'm not seen anything for a while uh so i shut i shut down spun back around and i idle over it and i was like uh oh my god i don't know what i just found because <laughs> there's there's nothing on the map there's no contours there's you know like all the shipwrecks and stuff are marked out there uh and there's nothing except for this giant massive object uh so 
obviously like my first instinct is I'm about to find the mother load of smallmouth because it's out here in the middle of nowhere on Great Lakes. And uh, I I picked up a drop shot and it's so I, it's in about 50 foot of water. And I think the top of it, if I remember right, sits in like 38 ish, something like that. And this is on no map, not a single map, a map that if a rowboat sinks, there's an icon next to it on the Great Lakes that you can go fish. And this is a 120 foot symmetrical structure in the middle of one of the Great Lakes that is does not exist. Not that I've seen. Not that I've seen. And I've I've searched and I've actually even watched shows of like historical shipwrecks and spawn lakes and stuff, and I've never seen anything about this. Okay, so I've you picked up the find. drop shot. What happened? And uh I instantly started catching giant smallmouth. <laughs> like every time I set the hook, it was a four to five pounder. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And like every time I'd set the hook, the whole graph would just light up off of this thing. And oh. I'm like, gosh, dang, you know, and it like, I mean, it's big. So it, it kind of took me a little while to figure out like, you know, are they wanting to sit on the outside of this thing? Are they on top of it? And there's gobies all over it. You know, the whole time your bait's just down. Uh, and it's been there for a while because it's covered in zebra mussels. And, and so I get uh, on my 360, this is even before I had mega 360, but you could see it clear as day on the regular 360 and you could see it on your side edging that, so it's, it's perfectly around, but then in the center, like in the dead center, there's another circle. And then there's little, almost like rectangular gaps like wind imagine like windows that run around the entire outside of that what and if you drop your bait in the middle it doesn't stop wait what so in that center circle i've dropped my bait in there like if you can get it to fall directly down in that circle it just keeps going like your line your line just keeps coming off your spool. A black hole? It's like a black hole. Like it just keeps going. Like it's oh, it'll spool my you. Goodness. Yeah. And then when you and then when you go to bring it back, like it, you know, there's zebra mussels and stuff. So you never get your bait back. It just breaks off. Cause it just cuts your line. Whoa. But it just it'll just keep going. And so <laughs> So I run up there first day of the tournament and I start on this thing and I'm not even to it yet. Like I shut down and uh, like similar to Champlain a couple years ago, like I see a big giant dot right when I shut down. I'm like, holy cow. And I just pitch my drop shot out, but still drifting forward up toward this UFO thing. And I drop the trolling motor. I click my bail on pickup and I set the hook and it's, like a six pound small mouth it's a freak giant and he comes up next to the boat jumps and comes off i'm like oh my gosh and uh i'm like well that sucks but okay there's still bass around here 
well, I fish around it. I catch, I think I had like 21, almost 22, something off of it. Great start, right? So I run back. I'm like, I'm not going to beat up on them. I run back. Um, and I don't call the rest of the day. I'm like, okay, well, we'll go back up there day two. Run up there day two. I catch one four and a half pounder on it. Never have another bite. Don't see another fish. And I have not caught another fish over 12 inches off of it since. Wow, they went to another what. dimension. I I don't know what happened. Like it's a place you'd think they would just constantly have bass. And I have checked it a bunch of times. So when we went back the next time, I took a GoPro and I dropped it in there. And when you drop it down like into that center hole, it's like it looks like it's concrete, but there's there's hallways that go from that center piece that it like, I tried to spin the GoPro around. There's like these hallways that go, uh, I guess you'd say like parallel with those top window things. It's like they go back and there's window pieces that go up. That is insane. And there's just like gobies swimming around there's I've seen walleye on it, smallmouth gobies, bunch of rock bass. Don't you get the willies? Oh my like, gosh. Don't you get the willies <laughs> fishing it? Like that would be something I don't even think I could go back to. It's pretty chippy. I mean, I but I keep thinking that one I'm gonna win a tournament off this thing. And then someone's gonna be like, Oh, yeah, that's uh have you ever seen you know, another like boat I'm gonna, on it, Brandon? What? Have you ever seen another boat on it? No. No, I've never seen anybody even close to it. Oh my gosh. I wish you didn't catch it on it so you can actually just share the waypoint with everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I've that is the waypoint so insane. So far. It's it is the wildest thing I've ever seen on my electronics. For sure. Your electronics like, don't act it, funny. I mean, their electronics sure. act right, your mapping acts right. There's no yeah. glitching, nothing crazy that happens when you get around there. No. No, I think, I mean, I guess all the processors have been shut down or something. <laughs> what do you think it is? Enough. Oh my I gosh. I don't know. It's so big. Like, I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know what, what could it be that's like that, that massive. And then in that, in like a perfect round shape that's 120 feet across and why would it not be on any map uh, yeah i don't know oh you've got matt wow. steffen's head spinning right now Brady. <laughs> it's, Dude, so, I, it's just it's, one of those it's, it's one of those thing. things like i do do any of you guys ever like i am not into this stuff like this is something that i do not get all that excited about but I will tell you, like every time I'm running on a lake, you know, that's a really big lake, like Lake Champlain or someplace where there's the idea of there being a sea monster. I can't tell you the number of times I think to myself, like, what would I do if a giant like sea monster just like knocked the boat out of the water? Or, do you guys ever <laughs> get that? I, I think, think about that I all the time. About all the time, especially in Alaska. You never know what's down there, man. 
Even yeah, like you said, on Champlain, I think about it. If I'm ever fishing that thing, and all of a sudden it just like starts bubbling and rising toward the top, I'll I might just pass out. I don't I don't know what I would do. I would I would think that I would hope I would run away, but I think I would have to sit there and watch it. I mean, do you think there is a chance that it might, uh, if we're all being open-minded here, be something extraterrestrial? For sure. I don't know. I don't know if it's extraterrestrial, if it's like the government was like, I don't know, nobody will ever find this out here, and just like dumped it. Maybe it's, I don't know, it's like a port to something. I don't know. Could it be an active it's, structure? Do you think there's a chance that it's still an active port for something? Stargate. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I thought like maybe it was like a uh, like a water pump type deal, but there's no pipe. Like there's not there's nothing and it's in, around it's miles it. like and miles. miles and miles offshore yeah like there's wow. i've looked for other stuff around it like you don't there's nothing there's no pipe there's no rock piles there's is it level or is it nothing. on an angle is it like oh crap we're going down and now we're embedded into the seafloor no. or is it is no, it level flat. on the bottom no it's flat it's like they had a parachute and it just went hit the water and then just sunk perfectly down. And there's hallways. I think that's a key element that when you drop the GoPro down, there's something internal in here that was meant for travel in, in this structure. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Some I mean, that's what a hallway's travel. for. Tra if no one was meant travel, to walk like, down a hallway, why would you have a hallway? Yeah. It literally, it goes down into this perfect cylinder in the center and then like essentially hit a floor and like when you look around when you scan around there's just perfect openings you know there's just like an opening and then like a wall opening and a wall and another opening and i think Ooh. we also glossed over the fact that you could spool a size 3000 spinning reel in the middle of this thing and it never stops because I mean, the bottom should be there. Goes. I mean, it should be a, it should be the bottom, right? So that means something has to go down subterranean. Yeah, I literally don't know. That goes. I haven't figured that part out yet. We're getting a lot of I people thinking it's an old, old nuclear silo. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it could be. I think it'd be taller than that. You get weird feelings like, did you hear on the back here? I know you were freaked out when you came in. I remember you were talking, it was you were talking with Steve Wright and the media guys there, and you're like, guys, I, I found a UFO. Like I've seen the 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 screenshot picture that you had. You don't have it now, but I have seen it when you did it. You yeah. were like, you're like, I, I found a UFO. That's what you said. You're like, it's it's a yeah. it, it's an uh, it's a USO, an unidentified sunken object. Yeah, that's what yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I wish I had it on, that was many phones ago. And I I have a video somewhere on, like on a hard drive. Well, you know, in, Dude, in you all gotta, your spare time, so. you got to find that. You got to show that yeah. to us. You got to put yeah, that on social no media kidding. at some point. 
Yeah. I need to dig, dig that up. It's I, I, for, I had forgot about it, honestly, until, I mean, I remember it every time we go back to the lake, but until Matt brought it up, I hadn't thought about it in a while. I mean, it's something you expect to turn the history channel on and see something about it. Oh, dude, a hundred percent. Like I said, I've, I've Googled and tried to find like, something, you know, cause it's got all those documented ships that have went, went down in like big storms and stuff. And like trying to figure out if there was a big cargo ship that was carrying something weird that lost it. But I'm like, there's nothing out there that talks about it. So if it's 120, a bass boat from stern to the back of the motor is what, 25 foot long? So yeah. it's it's seven bass boats across nose to tail. Yeah. That's freaking huge, man. Yeah. And it's nearly half a football field. Wow. Well, almost half a foot almost half a football field. Just shy. That is insane. Yeah. So so in your in your opinion, Brandon, it's a it's some it's a man made structure. Oh, it's hundred percent man made. It's too perfectly cut. But it's not it's not a natural object. It's too perfect of a circle. And I mean, like those hallway window looking things, mm-hmm. they are straight ninety degree angles in there. I mean, you are you using the term man made loosely here, or do you you believe it is one hundred percent human? <laughs> origin or is there a percentage of you that's saying hey i you don't know it didn't uh come from mother nature (laughs) that's fair that's fair it 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 didn't like grow on this earth and just grow from the bottom of one of the great lakes like it it came from somewhere else okay that was well told Gave me chills just now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, like that I said, I don't, told. I don't know if it's like a, a cover up, if it's some other alien object that sunk out there and crashed, or what. But <clears throat> all right, well, we appreciate the courage that it took for you to come on and tell that story live on BTL at Night Raid. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my story is gonna way more courage than that story that story was so cool do you do you want to go next miles brandon like i said i understand you are you've got the classic coming up you've got a lot of stuff if you got a jet you got a jet otherwise i'll put you in the side and we'll bring back in the the next extraterrestrial or the next put put me in the side because i want to i want to hear what these other ones are okay i feel like miles is itching to tell his let's go with miles next and then we'll go with that there he is, I'm, right I'm there. I'm not necessarily itchy, itching to to tell it. It's just uh, I don't think it's as cool as that one. That I, that is. Like I know, but you're legit. you've always you been somewhat dimensions. self-deprecating. This you have a great story, uh, and Matt Stefan and I had to literally badger you in a group text to get you to agree <laughs> to come on and tell your story. I was savagely, just brutally bullied to be on the show today. But all right, anyways, set, set the scene. All right. So anyway, so as you guys know, I work in Alaska every summer. I've been doing it for almost 20 years now. 
And I guide up there for halibut and salmon and, you know, pretty much anything that, that bites up there, do both freshwater and saltwater trips. And we were out on this, this uh, saltwater day. So I had like, I think it was like three or four guests with me. And it was a beautiful, sunny day, uh, you know, in Southeast Alaska. We're over, you know, we're close to like Sitka area. We're in between Sitka and, and Juneau. Um, and so it's essentially, you got the inside passage, this is beautiful waterway, got all these, these majestic, you know, islands and everything. And we're out there flat calm day. The, 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 um, guys are, you know, the, the clients are talking, they're kind of enjoying themselves and, and just talking amongst themselves. And I'm sitting there just on the trolling motor, we're fishing for, we're trolling for silver salmon. And I'm, I'm like not really paying attention to what they're, they're saying because I like corner of my eye, I look over and I see this thing over, over this, this Island called Admiralty Island. And it's like way up, it's like several miles up in the air. So like, I can't exactly see what it is, but it's really shiny. And we do get uh, commercial airliners in the area. Um, and uh, so we we do see some of those. Of course, we have float planes flying around, and then you get the occasional helicopter, which is usually like a uh, Coast Guard Jayhawk. And um, you know, so I'm just trying to figure out what it is. And of course, I have to look at my my you know my my Garmin on the front to just pay attention to to my my line that I'm trolling, and uh, I keep on looking back at it. And it's just staying in one spot. And it's just, it's just it, as shiny as can be. It's almost like, it's almost like a, a white is how shiny it was. And it, I mean, I don't know what, what shape it really was. It kind of, from that distance, I mean, we're talking pretty far at that distance. It looked fairly ovalish, but I can't say for sure because it was, it was just so, so bright and shiny. And I'm like, what is that? And I never said anything to the guests at all or, or uh, you know, made, made any comment about it. I was looking at it and I just kept on trying to think of what it could be because it was hovering in one spot. There was, it, it didn't move at all. I, you know, I was able to like keep track of it because the, the, um, the clouds were kind of moving below it. And oh, there you go. Is that that's a Admiral? Yeah. That's Admiralty yeah. Island right there. This is exactly wow, where this wait. this sighting took place, Miles. <laughs> where on Admiralty is that? Where did no. so it's said? a very scenic location on Admiralty Island. Yeah, I I, I don't recognize that one. Um, but um, maybe but it anyway, doesn't really so yeah, exist. his brain's been flashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's I've been denuralized. Been denuralized. Yeah, but uh, so. Yeah, so it just sat there for the longest time. I'm like, what on earth is that? Because there's no shiny helicopters around. And it didn't look like a helicopter. Helicopters generally don't hover at that height that I've ever seen before. I mean, I'm I don't I'm not an expert on helicopters, but I've never seen one at that altitude, you know, just kind of hanging out. Um, and you're out there every day. This is I mean, you do oh, every, every day, day during every the day. summer. This isn't like, yeah. oh, the first time you're there. And you don't see that many things up there. You don't see that many like flying, you know, you don't see that many other than the occasional float plane, which generally speaking, you're talking about a plane that's flying at like 500 feet or something like that. You know, they're not, they're not flying super, super high, you know, 500,000 feet or something like that. 
And uh, obviously sitting in place that kind of limits the type of objects that it possibly could be. And so I was like starting to think maybe I should mention this. And then I like, I like turn away one second. I probably looked at the garment. I looked back up and it was gone. Never saw it again. There wasn't a, there wasn't a sign of it. And it was like, it's very bright. And it, it was like almost like a star, but almost it just way more like chromish white. Uh, and, uh, but anyways, I, I ended up, uh, seeing an, a UAV, as they call it nowadays, I think that's what the the proper uh, terminology is. Um, but yeah, man, I have no idea what it was. I can't I can't think of any other object that I've ever seen up there that could possibly explain it. And you're thinking it might be a float plane. Well, well, float planes move very slow, like in the distance, like they're very slow planes, you know, like a de Havilland beaver. That's what that is go, right there. That does not look a, like a shiny circular no, object to me. That's yeah, that's, that's a, a uh, well, I mean, that's an otter. That's a turbo. Yeah, it could look, a, it's either a turbo. Otter it could or look ovalish. Like <sighs> right. Yeah. And off of it and it was shiny it's white. Worked. Like it, it could. But the thing is, is that it can't be a float plane is the fact that he looked down, looked back, and it, and it was, was gone. gone. Float planes are slow, and they're also not yeah, that high. I mean, you don't get up that high. Yeah, that is, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. If it was that high, and for some reason it's an optical illusion where the, the, the clouds are moving at a certain pace, and it just kind of looks like it's sitting there in place. But honestly, I looked at it for too long for that to be the case. And uh, honestly, you know, I, I, in my head, I was like, well, that's, you know, that, nope. <laughs> that's kind of what was in my, my head. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I, I didn't mention it to anybody. I didn't go back to the lodge and just say, hey, I saw a UFO. I, I literally have not said anything until you, you sent me a text this morning saying, have you ever seen a chupacabra and a UFO, a ghost, or a, a Bigfoot. And I was like, actually, and I can't believe I even brought it up. But uh, but yeah, it was it was super bizarre, super weird. There was nothing and else in the sky, guys, and it was gone that quick. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And the only thing, obviously, the sun reflecting off of something, you yeah. know, it could disappear if it like. But you think you'd see it at a but different it, angle. You're looking yeah, for it at this point. I, hard after that and it wasn't like there was a cloud up that high for it to hide behind so i don't know i'm not i'm not sold on the 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 whole idea that it's it's extraterrestrial but you know what it, uh, it was interesting for sure did it give you a, a weird feeling and why didn't you mention it it obviously gave you a weird feeling or else you would have mentioned it you would have said hey there was some, did anyone else notice there's something there that is no longer here? No, I, I, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't, I did not mention it at all to any of the guys on the boat. We were focused on uh, not catching silver salmon. That's what we were focused on. Had you been catching them before you saw the object? No, but oddly enough, I started catching smallmouth <laughs> after I saw yeah. it. So yeah. up in Alaska. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre. Salt. Yeah. All yeah. right, Matt, Stefan, weigh how, in on this. What are your thoughts? How how long, Miles? How long were you looking at it? 
Like, how long was it in the in the sky? I would say I uh, I, it, I was aware of it for about ten minutes. Oh wow! Holy cow! Yeah, that's I'm a like long time. There, I'm I'm sitting there, but you know, you you also are very busy. Like trolling is a very I mean. We, I don't think it was a very good bite that day. So it wasn't like I was working the downriggers that much, but you still work the downriggers a lot. So it's like in that 10 minutes time, it wasn't like I was looking at it nonstop. I was like dealing with, you know, putting the downriggers down to another 20 foot or, you know, somebody, you know, lost some bait or something, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. But every time I'd get back and see, I'd be like, I wonder what's going on with that thing up there. And, and it would still be there until, that one time I looked away and it was gone. So when, when you saw it up there hovering in the sky, like, were you thinking it could be something crazy or were you just like, it didn't even matter until it disappeared. I was hoping, I was hoping I want to believe Matt. I want to believe, but it did cross your mind. This is unusual. Have not seen this here before. No, for sure. I mean, I would not be mentioning it if, if uh, I didn't think it was super odd. To say the least it was it was just something that it didn't check any of the boxes for any of the the type of aerial vehicles you see like it could have been a chinese spy balloon but unfortunately that doesn't explain the the sudden you know disappearance of it um so who knows i mean uh, with with all the recent occurrences with uh, you uh, I think they call them UAVs nowadays. We'll call them UFOs because that's that's the classic. But you know, with everything happening, and you guys have you guys seen the news about all these UFOs up at uh, up in Alaska getting shot down and stuff? So yeah. it does happen up there. You know, it, it, like there there are things that that you know we don't know what they are. I definitely do not know what it was, but I don't know. And you're not that far from Russia. No, not that far from Russia. It could have been Russia. It's like Did a you e- 45 minute boat ride from Russia. Well, maybe not right there, but I mean, Alaska in general. In a bass boat, yeah. Did you ever see it move at all while you, while your eyes were on it? Like it was never, it was always stationary and then gone? It's hard. It, it To me, it didn't look like it moved at all. It just kind of sat there. And, but... Um, you know, being that high up in that, you know, it, but I'm saying it's that far up, depending on the size of it, it, it could have just been a couple, you know, like a mile up or something like that. But it, it took, I don't know, man. It, I, I don't, I don't think that. What was the question again? I'm, now I'm getting did, all fired up. Did it move <laughs> at all? Was there any movement no, whatsoever? No, it was it stationary like it. It and like then it, it was gone. Look at I'm already trying to to explain it. I really can't explain it. It just sat there. It just sat there until it didn't sit there and then it wasn't there anymore. Why didn't you say something to the other people in the boat? I don't know. I was I don't know. I I didn't want to just be like, "Hey, what's that shiny shiny thing up there?" And then by the time I like actually, they were deep in a conversation, and and then when when I finally was like starting to get kind of weirded out by it, you know, it kind of just ended up disappearing at that time. Because before yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm like oh look at it, you know, look at that thing. And then and then ten minutes goes by, and it was just like, well, this is getting weird, 
you know, like that's kind of the, the thought process, the whole process you go through with it. And then finally, when it was gone, I mean, there's no reason to look like a crazy person except for now. And no, I'm, this I'm, is a, this is a judgment free zone <laughs> for us for, I'm you're probably getting judged by all the live viewers, but oh, true, true. That, but, yeah, uh, that's a, that's my story. And you've never seen it since then. You've never, did yeah. you ever research it? Did you ever look up anything to see maybe what it might be? Did you ever see like Noah weather balloons in the area or any, or did you just bury it deep inside of you for years? Yeah, that. And also we don't have internet up there. So it's like, I can't, I didn't do any research. You know, once you get off the water, you can't do research. And I just forgot about it. I literally forgot about it until you guys texted me this morning. And then I was like, hmm, oh, yeah, that weird thing. All right. Any any questions, Brandon? Uh-oh. Brandon's audio is gone. Uh, hold on. We're good. You're back. Just had it muted. That was on me. <laughs> uh I thought I saw something like that at was it the at Toho last year in practice. I didn't know that they were doing a SpaceX launch. And I'm just sitting there practicing and oh. the sun's going down. And all of a sudden I just see this giant glowing ball flying through the sky. And I'm like, uh and I'm on the phone with Justin Atkins. I'm like, dude, look up in the sky right now. Do you see this? And he's like what is that? <laughs> Neither one of us knew that there was supposed to be a SpaceX launch. And all you saw was just this giant glowing ball flying through the sky. And then you saw it separate. And then, you know, the satellite, whatever, launched just like kept going into orbit. And you saw it actually start rotating around the Earth. And then you just watched the launch rocket just come back and perfectly land. It disappeared yeah. on the skyline, but I thought That's for sure cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a UFO, and then I found out like, no, it's just, just uh, Matt, Steph his- Matt Stephan and I saw that uh, same thing at uh, Lake Murray a, a couple yeah. years ago. It was crazy. Uh, First thing in the morning, super cool. Mm-hmm. I just sat there really cool. The time. Uh, the coolest thing that I'd ever seen, literally, while I was waiting on my two roommates who made the Elite series at sam rayburn this past year i was just there for moral support anyway all my stuff saw the trailer and whatever and brad had to go back so i'm sitting on the middle seat of his phoenix while the two elite series qualifiers john and brad are high-fiving over my head uh good motivation and we look up and there's elon's string of satellites and i had never seen that before i'd never seen the tesla string of satellites and it was going across the sky and it literally looked like Santa's uh reindeer. Just just a <laughs> string of like 60 freaking deals just just and it was it was wild. But someone was like, hey, that's the that's the Tesla satellites. All right. I saw that I saw that about a month ago at my house. It freaked me out. The yeah. two the two weirdest things that have ever freaked me out are those two things. When I saw Starlink for the first time like a month ago and then two years ago at Lake Murray in the morning when that SpaceX ship took off. It, I mean, it was like it shivers going down your back. Like, what is that? Yeah. It uh, did not look normal. It did not. It had like, it had like these, these flares 
you know, these like solar flare looking things coming off of it. It was, it was really neat. Thank you, Miles. That was good stuff. All right. You're going back and uh, the time has arrived. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> why is my story this huge, this huge ordeal? What is you, it about Bigfoot that intrigues you? You literally so have the most authentic encounter in the past, in the history, in the history. Like seriously, you have watched the finding Bigfoot thing that, and I think we all have. And all I know is if you watch your video, you have the most authentic encounter that has ever or will ever be outside of someone being like, yeah, one comes over for dinner every Wednesday night. And we eat lasagna. Dude. And honestly, I wish I hadn't seen what I saw. Like that's, I, I don't know how else to put it. Cause now like, I don't like being in the woods by myself after seeing what I saw. And I don't know exactly <laughs> what I saw. But uh, it's kind of an entertaining story. So, yeah, if you uh, want me to dive into it, I can dive into it right now. Head head first, my friend. All right. So uh, I don't I don't remember what year this is. I'm going to say it was probably like 2013. I was uh, leaving from my house in central Wisconsin, the Stevens Point area. I had my team fishing partner with me and we left probably my house. I'm going to say it like. 4 a.m. and we were driving up to the Hayward, Wisconsin area to fish a tournament on the Chippewa Flowage, which is about a two and a half hour drive from my house. And it's through pretty much, I mean, just complete wilderness. I mean, you go through a few small towns, but nothing, nothing special. And uh, I got, there's a, a small town you, you get up to that's called Phillips. And instead of going through the town, I've got some shortcut routes that go around the town that kind of just stay out in uh Shawamigan national forest land. And uh, so I, I'm taking the shortcut around, around the town and you, you got to take it. You got to take a left. You go about a couple miles, you take a right. And then as I make that right, I can show you if you want to look for the exact place. So go to Phillips. Oh, you don't have it. You probably can't get it. On no, that's I fine. I was you. just showing people the part of the neck of the woods yeah. that you were in. That's Phillips. That's the county that so, Phillips, Wisconsin's in. So way, way up there. And uh, I, I make a right turn onto this little, you know, really old. I mean, it wasn't a logging road. But it was paved, but it was not anything fancy. It was just a little unmarked road for the most part. And when I make the right turn, it's I'm going to say it's probably 545 ish in the morning. So, you know, in Wisconsin, this was I don't recall the exact date, but I mean, it wasn't dark out. It was it was twilight, but it was definitely uh, light enough to see everything. And we make a right turn. And at the same time, my team partner and I both go bare. Right. Because in the middle of the road, there's a big black object. And. At the same time, like we go bare, the object looks over its right shoulder, gets up on two legs and runs into the woods. And when I say runs, I've never seen anything run. I've never seen any human run like this did. And I know everyone's like, oh, bears can walk on two feet. Well, you show me a black bear that can that can run 30 feet into the woods in like three steps and do it in the most smooth motion I've ever seen. So, so we drive, you know, we're, I mean, at that point when we turned, I'm going to say we were probably, I don't know, 75 yards, a hundred yards. Like it was a, it was a decent distance, but not that far away. 
the object was was big too i mean it was not a small you know being it was i would say six to eight feet i mean it was a big i mean i'm six four and it was every bit the size of me and the, the funny thing is so we and you know so that's the sighting the, the sighting in itself but i we drive by it and my buddy and i sat there silent for like it felt like forever and finally i'm like if i didn't know better and he finished my sentence he goes bigfoot and i was like dude man that was just wild so we ended you know we ended up going up to the tournament fishing the tournament we won the event we come home and i was talking to my mom on the phone and i mentioned it to her i'm like man if i didn't know better i think i saw bigfoot on the way up there and she's crazy and not crazy enough but she's the one that kind of like started the whole rest of the story because she's like well has there ever been a bigfoot sighting in wisconsin like it's not it's not something that truly has like motivated me enough to really look into but when she said that i'm like man i should look into this or i just i so i just googled bigfoot in wisconsin and sure shit dude like the hotbed for bigfoot sightings is phillips wisconsin like that's where it happens there's stories about like owners of St. Croix rods, you know, seeing things and hearing things like I'm not the only one that has seen stuff around there so much so that it's almost become a town mascot where they call it Big Phil. And which makes me think maybe maybe somebody's (laughs) dressing up like literally maybe somebody's dressing up. But the movement of this object makes me go. There's no way it was somebody in a costume that like just pulled it off. But uh, so when that ha- so so in my research, I stumbled upon a website called the BFRO, Bigfoot Researchers Organization. <laughs> which at this point, at this point, a lot of people have told me like they're com- they're like complete uh, they're complete scum. All they want to do is make money off Bigfoot. I don't know, but at the time, I'm like, well, maybe somebody's interested in this. So I filed a report. Thinking, you know, hey, if somebody wants to look, oh God, you got it up there. Yes. Oh, this is awesome. 2013, <laughs> this is so July cool. 12th, Wisconsin, Price County, Phillips, nearest road, East Wilson, Flowage Road. Continue, and Whoa. then we can read the report. So yeah, 530, 5.30 in the morning in Wisconsin in July is like 7.30. I mean, it's bright. So uh, yeah, so I filed the report. And, you know, at that time I was we'll working back at, the, to this. at that time I was working at the Chicago Board of Trade. I think that was before we merged with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And I remember getting a call from a from a guy. And because I was working, I didn't answer it. I wasn't familiar with the number and it was on my cell phone. So I get this voicemail. I had it for years. I so wish I had the voicemail. But it was it was a guy who had who works for the BFRO who was looking into my uh, sighting, I guess, or yeah, my His report. name was uh, Robert Barheit. Sure, sure. I don't remember. No, it but is. It's needed... on the investigation here. It's on the follow-up. Okay. Well, Robert, I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to make fun of Robert uh... in this, but it was such a funny thing and part of the thing that I remember the most because he left a voicemail and he's like, listen, you know, I'd, I'd like to verify this so I can post it. And he's like, I'd really like to go up there and camp for a couple of weeks. Give me a call back at any time. I have nothing going on. Like, literally, I have nothing going on. for. So call me whenever. And I just remember, like, listening to it and breaking out laughing because I'm like, well, you're a Bigfoot, like, 
seeker, you probably don't have oh. that much going on. And I played it for a bunch of the other employees that I worked with, and we all, you know, had a good time about it. But I called him back, walked it through it. The guy was so excited. Like, and I just I'm like, dude, this is where it is. If you want to go camp there for six months, feel free. I just felt like it was I honestly felt like it was my people that care about it. I could care less. I honestly, at this point, would feel like it would be easier if uh, if there was no such thing as Bigfoot. But I I still felt like based on what I saw, I should report it. So I reported it to him. And I thought I was done at that point. And then like three years later, I was driving to a tournament. I think it was like 2016 or 2017. And I got a random phone call from the Finding Bigfoot TV show. And they're like, hey, we're coming to Wisconsin. You've got one of the best, most recent sightings. We'd love you to go on it. And that was a that was a voice message. And I was like, I'm not even responding to this. And then I got subsequent another email, which I still I can dig up at this point, but it was the associate producer. We want you to be on it. So they they contacted me like three, four times. Finally, I went ahead and responded back. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of interested because maybe it's a good sponsor opportunity. Maybe I can I can promote some sponsors. So I <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> if Matt was just leaned up against that tree? <laughs> oh, that's so, great. <laughs> So I, uh, I remember like, uh, I reached out, one of the guys I talked to was, uh, my buddy, Kurt, who owned dirty jigs at the time. And I was like, Kurt, you, you know, I could go on this. I could wear a dirty jig shirt. She, you know, cause I asked her, I said, is there any limitations as to what I can wear? And she's like, as long as it's not, uh, you know, something that's vulgar or whatever, you can wear whatever it is that you want. And I was like, well, can I say Bigfoot was holding a bag of jerky when I saw him, like a bag of Bridgeford jerky? And she's like, no, well, is that what, she's like, is that what you saw? I'm like, no, but could I make a joke about that? And she's like, no, we'd like it to be serious. I'm like, all right, well, so the, when I talked to uh, Kurt at Dirty Jigs about it, he's just like, absolutely, you have to do it, but you cannot wear any of our clothing on that show, but you have to go and do it. And I just looked at him like, you just want to, you know, make fun of me for doing it. And then later on, I, I didn't bring it up directly to uh, Bridgeford, but I <laughs> I told uh, Al Bridgeford the story. I was fishing with him on Table Rock Lake, and I told him the story about it. And like he cut me off right in the middle of the story, and he's like, Matt, I don't ever want to hear you talk about Bigfoot again. And I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was joking. And it, I was like, but he, I mean, he was serious. And I'm like, what is going on? And then it dawned on me that one of their main competitors is Jack Lynx, and Jack Lynx is, you know, got Sasquatch as their uh, their commercial guy. But, but here's the problem: but, if you had been sponsored by Jack Lynx, and then came out that you had seen a Sasquatch, everyone would be like, "Oh, oh man!" But the That'd fact be, yeah. that you are sponsored by a quality meat company that scares Jack Lynx makes it even more valid. So in a nutshell, <laughs> I, uh, I, I I turned down my Finding Bigfoot show. You know, my team partner did not want to go on it either. And he they, won't talk about it to this day, right, is what you told me? Yeah, he, he uh, I mean, if we were sitting around having a beer, he'd talk about it and confirm everything I'm mentioning. But he's probably not real happy with me right now telling the story again because it just brings uh, 
it brings it up. And like I said, he's not a super huge, huge fan of it, but it was, it's, it's just at this point, it's something that's more entertaining. Cause it was, a, you know, something I saw that was not just myself, but my team partner as well. And to me, it's entertaining because of how it continues to pop up like years and years People later. Like me. And it's, yeah. Let me get this out of the way. I mentioned this on a BTL episode before the, the uh, Sasquatch that is on your door behind you. That's a total coincidence. That's actually something completely. It's not like you were like, Hey, I'd like an eight foot cutout. Yeah. Well, so, the, so one of the, so I, three years ago when I started my YouTube channel, I told the story and that's kind of gone, you know, gotten a ton of views, but because of that and people now recognize me as a Bigfoot person, I get sent Bigfoot stuff all the time. So the, that, oh, cutout, just wait. that cutout on the back is a buddy of mine that owns uh, the bottle slot, bottle stop and taps and tackle, which is a, like a bait shop place where you can go have a beer while you shop for tackle it's one of the greatest ideas ever here in stevens point but it's actually an advertisement for portlandia wine that he got as an advertisement because he owns a liquor store and he <laughs> thought that i should have it so he gave it he gave it to me but i get sent i get sent dude bigfoot t-shirts and all kinds of crap all the time and it's just one of those things where it I mean, it's entertaining, I guess, but it's like, I don't need any more Bigfoot stuff, people. Don't send me any Bigfoot All stuff. All right, let's get to report number 41657 on BFRO.net, posted July 16th, 2013. Now, this is in red, if you see what I just highlighted right there and circled. That is a Class A sighting, which I believe is the most highest level of sighting you can have outside of, like I said, having one over every Wednesday for lasagna, right? <laughs> Class A for sure. Is that correct, Matt? I don't, dude. I don't know. I've never, I don't know that I've ever come back and read this. So, oh, well, first time for everything. If you're telling me class A means it was a good sighting, then I guess that's right. But I, I believe I really that that is no the highest level of sighting as opposed to like, you know, hearing one scream or finding a footprint or whatever. I, like I said, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to make fun because I, I mean, these guys take this very seriously. Um, basically, what you ob observed is, is kind of the, the story that you just told. So I'm not going to go back word for word on this. A simple Google search for those of you interested can find the actual report. But uh, <laughs> that's that's the actual report that you're looking at. Yes, I, I am on bfro.com. Yeah, that's his report. That's so. Yeah, cool. I don't know if I can zoom it in. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh! There we go. Look at that. Oh yeah. Much to it. there you go, Matt. I'm sure. Look at that. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost word for word. I was reading it. It is. Um, other witnesses. Yes, my friend, who your friend's not named in it, I'm assuming, based on his per request. We're both watching straight ahead to make sure. Uh, heavily wooded. So follow up investigation by BFRO oh, investigator uh, Robert Explain Bear. I spoke Bear. with Matt on 8 8 2013. So this was a, almost a decade ago. Uh, he vividly recalls the incident. Uh, I saw a tall black creature crouch in the middle of the road about seven. We both explained bear. So that, like I said, this is the only sighting I've ever seen where someone wasn't like lurking or, uh, I mean, you saw the dang thing, Matt. Dude. I, I mean, if you, if you put a gun to my head and said, what, what did you see? 
you saw something that looked like, quote, a football player on steroids with an upper torso that was extremely thick and broad. You know, one, <laughs> one, I don't, I don't recall saying that, but I, that is a direct there, quote. Sure I did. But one thing I do recall doing now that we're diving into this is I remember, uh, I remember looking to see if there was like an escaped gorilla because that, it, that it was that big and like, it was massive. And when I looked for it, it was funny. Cause I thought I actually may have stumbled on something because there, there had been an escaped gorilla in minnesota i believe but it was the year earlier and they captured it so that wasn't it but that like i just remember trying to like debunk myself like maybe there's something maybe some zoo or something in the area or whatever but both witnesses observed that it ran into the woods with ease and not like a circus bear (laughs) (laughs) a circus bear i like i like that differentiation they slowly Dude, it, drove past the spot where it ran into the woods, but it had disappeared. Neither one said anything for a couple minutes. It was, if, dude. It was. It was you, ridiculous, like crazy. If you ever see that again, you have to stop your vehicle and get out and go try to like find footprints or something. Oh, hundred percent. Why didn't you f- try to find footprints, bro? Well, dude, that's that's kind of why. They're on yeah, their way Brandon, to the that's why I asked you earlier. Like, I'm the type of guy that runs from that shit. So, like, had I found your UFO, I'm not fishing it. You got more balls than I do. You're 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 catching giant smallmouth out of it, and I'm thinking there's no no way in heck I'm going to try to catch a smallmouth out of a potential UFO. So, He's like, when it comes to a drop shot into a stargate, uh, let me ask you this, Matt. Now, in your current state, if if you're approached by, uh. If you're approached by finding Bigfoot or another one of these shows to say it on there, would you would you take that offer then? No. At, at, at the point of no. life that you're in now, no, you still wouldn't. No, well, I mean the the story's out there, which is fine, but I'm not I'm not interested in like finding him. I don't want to be around <laughs> when they find him. Like. <laughs> If they find him, great. But I, I'd rather have somebody else use the information I saw and go out there and potentially put themselves in a death-defying situation with Bigfoot than me be there. Like that's. But you had a visceral reaction. Much, like you there. had. Did you have the hair on the back of your neck? Your arms stand up. Did you have an oh, immediate? Dude. This is something that is not normal. It was. It was it wasn't necessarily a feeling of being scared at the time. It was a feeling of uh, just being completely baffled, like trying to process what it was that we had just both seen. Like I honestly had, had I not been there with my buddy Jason at the time, I don't know that I ever would have shared the story. Like from the standpoint of, I feel much better telling the story because I wasn't the only one that saw it. Had I been the only one that saw it, I feel like a lot of people could be like, oh, you're just a quack job, right? Yeah. But in this case, at least I have comfort that somebody else saw exactly what I saw. Miles, what do you think? uh, What do you think Matt Steffen saw? Well, I'd have to say, you know, when he first told me the story, I was just like, it's probably a bear. You know, either like a black bear. They they are not a circus they, bear. We have, identified that it wasn't a circus bear. It could potentially have been a circus bear because they can run differently. Um, but uh, 
it's more of a waddle that you see from bears that are standing upright. So it's, I don't think that it's, I don't think it could be what he saw. In fact, Matt, I would love it if you stood up and showed us exactly the stride that this Bigfoot, this Bigfoot had. Please show us. Have you show have us. you guys seen like have you seen the videos of like the the uh, uh I'm trying to think what are they called like the king gorilla the silverback is that yeah. right when yeah, you're talking yeah. silverbacks you ever see how like how fluid they move around like when they're in a cage you know they'll like like four fucking steps excuse my language sorry four big gliding steps and they'll be like 50 feet over and at the same time like they could have slapped three little gorillas out of the way it was that fluid motion that just flabbergasted me still to this day looks like that oh my goodness no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like that it was it was much larger steps that's a silverback gorilla walking. No, but I'm saying like when they That's they they're impressive like, though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's very fluid. You that asked for like a silverback that gorilla looks like walking. walking up to the bag line. <laughs> I don't know why that was circled. Oh no. <laughs> Dude, that's that's not the fluidness uh, I'm talking about. I'm talking about when show us, uh, show us, please. <laughs> I can't do it. No human could do what I saw. It was probably the the driver of the UFO that you guys both saw. Some space alien. That's I don't know crazy. what to say. I don't know. I'm a crazy guy, I guess. But I really it's, feel like I I have no, no, no. You're not. You're wrong. not a crazy. That's what makes this. You're a a normal dude. That's the most legit one I've heard. Yeah, did you notice? uh, Did you notice eyes? Did you notice any of that stuff? I mean, there was no like reflection of the eyes, but it was very clear. Like, it was a very clear head turn over its shoulder when it recognized that we were turning and coming towards it. I mean, it just boom into the woods. This is this is the one I think I'm talking about where he like swings around and like, like that. Like that. That's what chest. it looked like. I mean, it looked kind of like that. Did, yeah. Did it have broad shoulders? Yeah, dude, it was huge. It was a huge creature. But pro- was it more did it look like it had longer legs than a gorilla though? They got yeah, pretty it was, short it was, legs. It was more t- more tall than shortened. All right. like more in proportionate. We're going to move on, but like I ask everyone else, I asked this to Brandon, I asked this to Miles. What do you think you saw? I dude, I mean if if you if I had to guess what I saw and there is a such thing as a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, that would be what I would think it was. But my common sense, like I do, I am not a belief. I think there's a way better shot at having alien life than we do in terms of having like a Sasquatch running around. So from that standpoint, my, I, I cannot sit here and say that I absolutely think that's what it was. But if you put a gun to my head, I'd say I saw something that sure as heck resembles what people say is Bigfoot. <clears throat> all right dude i appreciate you coming on to talking talking about that I, story 
I, I love we're all going to get crap for this. You know that, Matt. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Uh, Brandon, summarize summarize Matt's story. What do you think he saw? I mean, it's the most legit Bigfoot encounter story I've heard. Exactly. My my stepbrother swears that he's seen one elk hunting in Idaho. And he yeah, swears did he just see a portion of one? Day. Was it running through the woods? Yeah, I mean, like, Matt saw his in like, a roadway. Not like, you know, most of them are saw something passing through the woods. Like, that's hard to identify. That I was in great detail, and he told it 10 years later, almost to word for word for how it was, the report, without him even knowing that report was out there, really. Mm-hmm. It's not like he went back and read the report. <laughs> no, I, I know. Knew, I, I know the report is there, but I, I have not. I, if I read the report, it was probably right after they posted it. I haven't seen it since then. Yeah, it was like <laughs> he's like years he's, ago or something. Yeah, he's like the Bob Lazar of, of Bigfoot. But Miles, you it's know Matt. Changed. You guys are buddies. You know, I mean, this he says this with conviction. Matt is no BS. If he says it happened, it happened. Believe me, he has no imagination. <sighs> All right, are what, we? Uh, what is the dude, thing? I am if, not. If he saw anything. He saw Sasquatch. <laughs> it's like he I, either saw nothing, or he saw something in it with Sasquatch. Because like. There's not anything else in the world moves like that. There's there's nothing else that I'm aware of in Wisconsin or anywhere really that could resemble what I saw. And was it a bipedal yeah. moose? <laughs> a bipedal. Uh, honestly, I am sincere when I say I wish I had not seen it because it's it's i am i am a individual that likes to have certainty in things and this is something that is i don't know certainty i have i have i have no certainty at all on this all right are we ready to we ready to move on to uh to my unexplained story story? let's hear your bigfoot story first i want to i want to compare yours to mine okay well Mine is the, I've got two. Mine's a typical hazy, and mine won't take very long because then we'll get to the the hair raising one, the ghost bride of Castle Boykin's boat ramp. Uh, the first one was in Alaska, and I was uh with up there with my buddy Owen and his dad, and he's they owned uh, Alaska West Air, and we were fishing for kings on the Talchalitna River. We go down and you. there's no one there's no one there right land on a sandbar when you see the kings from the air and you fish well you know they're like hey stick around close we've got the guns just be a little bit aware of bears but we're you know i'm throwing a big single meps spinner with a single hook on it and we're spread out along this kind of stretch of river and we're in the on, on indian land and uh and all of a sudden we we hear something and it was weird. Like they kind of noticed it. It was, it was, it was enough uh, for Owen's dad to get the rifle out of the helicopter. Cause they're on like a sandbar and then you wade across. And so I'm fishing and all of a sudden this tree behind me, the wind is blowing to the East 
and all of a sudden this tree just goes wham to the west and Oa's dad like like locks the freaking gun and he's like let's go and Owen's like seriously get to the chopper and I'm like the hell's going on like a tree fell and they're like get in the helicopter right now and they got in the helicopter and I didn't say anything and we took off I'm like the heck was that about and they were like yeah we don't mess around with that and I'm like what is going on come to find out that's you know you talk to the natives that live in that neck of the woods and that's the warning signs for the whatever they call their version of the Yeti or the Sasquatch that they're very territorial and that, I mean, dude, the tree was like, I mean, it was probably had a, it was probably 16 to 20 inches across. And it was, you know, right behind me in the woods. And it went the opposite way of the wind. When wind's blowing east, it falls to the west. And it was not like, like it was a dead tree. It was a fully alive tree that just went wham. Wow. That's nuts, man. And then the, the, the best part is that they're, just, they're just like, everybody to the chopper. It, it was just me, <laughs> me, Owen and his, me, Owen, and his dad. And they were just like, yep, let's go right now. Like there was no like, hey, let's see what that was. So did have you dis, have you discussed that with them since? Like, were absolutely. They the and they said that that was what that potentially could be. Yes. Have they seen it before? It's dodgy. They don't. As they are not. They're not thrilled to talk about it. Not as credible as. Not as credible as Matt's. Like I said, these are all. So then these are all kind of, you know, they're kind of the. So then get this one. This is the one that that had me thinking for about 12 hours of driving. So we fished the the. Toho open last year, right? And. And I'm getting out of town on that Saturday morning early, and it's one of those low foggy mornings in Florida. And I've got to drive across the Florida swamp lane. I'm on that. It's the part of Florida that no one knows exists. The the farmland kind of swamp, you know, the middle of Florida is really not populated. And I'm driving on a divided highway. And I mean, it's like six in the morning, six thirty in the morning, and it's flat. And way up in front of me, I I did the same thing. I thought someone had hit a black bear. And there was this big lumpy furry thing in the median of the road. It's it's a ways off, right? And there's only one car coming. And it's a black car with no markings on it and tinted out windows. And as I drive past with my boat, I'm like, what? Like, I vividly remember thinking, what the hell is that thing? And as I'm approaching, this car drives up really fast. Some dude gets out of this blacked out. SUV and very quickly throws a blanket over whatever the hell this is on the ground. And then I'm huh. passed and on and then I'm passed and on with my drive. Whoa. 
and I'm sitting there going. And you just like passed it in the other lane. It's a divided highway. So there are two lanes going, going whatever north okay. and two lanes going south, but they're a little separated. Yeah. They're the separated, right? With a big, yeah. big center median. I don't know whatever highway it is. Big yeah. center median. I mean, it's spread out. And I mean, it all happened in 15 seconds. Something cool that I wanted to look at, thought maybe it was a black bear, thought maybe it was, I didn't know what it was. That's the thing. And then some vehicle and some dude just tosses a blanket over it as I pass it approach. And I'm like, look at it in my rear view mirror. And that was it. But what, I mean, what, <laughs> what, why, what the heck? Why would that happen? Did I see it and go, that's a Sasquatch? No. Did I see it? And was I like, what is that? That's freaking huge and hairy and dark. Yes, I did. I wanted to see what it was, but there was a unmarked vehicle with blacked out windows and a dude that looked like he was from men in black that put a blanket on it before I could really see it as I went past. I mean, he like pulled, he was pulling up as I was coming. And then like, I think he saw, I don't know what I saw. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I have no idea what the hell it was. If you had said that it was just, you just saw something big, black and hairy, you know, I would be like, that is a, that is definitely like a wild boar down there. Like that is what you would expect to see. But why would you put a blanket over a wild boar that you just hit? That that was kind of my question as well. Wow how how would like how would that other car know to jump out and cover it up? Like you think they sh- like somebody shot it or they got tracked? I think on it got no. It I think it got hit hit by a car. And, and it, somebody it, reported it. I dude, I don't know. That's all I know. All I know is I was driving. I was like, "What the hell is that thing?" It was big, black, and hairy. A freaking unmarked vehicle whips up, jumps out, and tosses a covering over this thing as I pass it. And there's no other vehicles. When you say unmarked, do you mean like no license plate or what? No, I'm just talking like a like a black Tahoe. Okay. Like, like what you'd see out, in a, windows. Yeah, like what you'd see in a in a Men in Black movie. <laughs> Was the guy wearing a suit? When he hopped out, I don't. I, 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 he looked like he, it was some, he looked like he was in some sort of uniform. Like, I, I thought the, my initial thing was unmarked cop car. That was my yeah. initial, initial thing that went through my head was that it was an unmarked cop car. Hmm. Maybe he was just trying to save the meat, <laughs> protect the meat from the flies. Uh, very possible. Like I said, I mean, it could have been a hog. I don't, I don't know what else it could have been. I did not get a a fantastic look at it. I got the classic Yeti look at it. The classic Sasquatch look, you know what I mean? That is weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a a perfectly good blanket over a a dead wild boar. So there's something else (laughs) going on there. It's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I love that. That's what Miles thinks about is making sure that the, the blanket doesn't get dirty. <laughs> I want to make meat. sure the meat's the meat's good. <laughs> you gotta protect the uh, meat. Um 
I really appreciate all three of you guys spending the time. We're an hour and 28 minutes in where we've got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of live viewers on here. Uh, so I will, I will compromise myself with the, uh, ghost bride of castle Boykin's boat ramp here, which will pretty much make it, 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 it'll put me in the realm of all three of you guys. Uh, do you, I, I guess, should I just dive into this right off the hopper? Yeah. Yeah. All right. For sure. So I, uh, I, I think this would have been 2000 and you can check on my FLW profile. I think it was 2000 and yeah, it would have been 2019 and I was fishing the, uh, Toyota series on Sam Rayburn had never been to Sam Rayburn in my life. Did not know a thing. I mean, just to cover the elite series was the only time, but as far as fishing, I didn't, and it was flooded. So I wanted to go flip bushes in the canyons, which means I needed to put in at Castle Boykin's boat ramp, but I was, uh, I was doing Kurt Dove's pro bass camp on Amistad. So I had to drive from Amistad, you know, which is down here to East Texas. And I did that drive to where I was like, you know, looked at my map quest and all that, or my, my phone and was like, Hey, I'm going to get in at three or four in the morning if I drive straight through, but I didn't want to miss a day of practice. So I said, I'll just sleep at the boat ramp and never been to that boat ramp before. So I, you know, I roll in and you go through that whole deal with, you don't have cell phone service and all that. And you're like, Holy cow, I'm in East Texas now. And, yeah. uh, and there's I, nothing around that boat ramp. Yeah. I, I mean, explain Brandon, like how in the middle of nowhere is Castle Boykin's boat ramp? I, I mean, it's out there. And like you said, service is sketchy around there. It's not it, like you have a lot is. of service. I mean, there's, and, there's some houses like you pass some little like kind of i don't know rundown farmhouse deals like when you're driving in there but like the actual boat ramps it's not you're not around any major cities like castle boykin boat ramps not a place where people just go and like hang out for the evening watch the sunset oh someone was hanging out there in the evening that evening so uh i i roll in and it's a, a two-tiered boat ramp. So you have to picture the, uh, the, the, the parking lot is kind of below the pavilion and it's on a, it's on a point. And I don't, I don't really know how new the pavilion is, but, but this is the visual here. So this is basically the view that I had when I was looking at it. This is the closest. So if you're, if you're down on the park in the parking lot, you're kind of looking out and then you can see in the, in the background here, this is, this is a major point there on, on Sam Rayburn reservoir. So, uh, so I roll in at, at three in the morning and I, I vividly remember it was a, a very foggy night. Like I had to go through several patches of fog to get one of those super still kind of sticky nights. I think it was maybe a, a June tournament. It was a June tournament. It's hot as hell. And uh, I had never, you know, never seen the lake there. And, and you come up over the edge there and there was that, you know, that low fog that hangs over the lake. That, that's about the height of the bass boat to where it's not like a dense fog bank, but you can see it. And it was a full moon. I remember thinking, boy, that, that freaking looks cool. Like, I can't wait. So so my plan was I'm going to park in the parking lot. I'm going to sleep for a couple hours and then I'm going to get after it. So I go down in the, into the parking lot uh, and, and everything's copacetic at this point. I have no issues whatsoever. Uh, and, and I had my pillow with me and I, I, uh, I was the only 
truck boat vehicle in the parking lot. I thought there'd maybe be a couple other guys that were sleeping to start practice the next day. I was the only boat in the parking lot. So I put my, I put my seat back, you know, recline my seat like that. And I turned my head, turned my head this way. It's like three 30 in the morning. So I'm seeing from the parking lot, this view basically right here. And it's, it's kind of light because of, of the full moon. And I, I see some movement up there. God, I can't believe I'm telling this story. I got the <laughs> get all hot bothered. No, I've got the. I mean, dude, I've got. Can you see that on the arm? That arm. Look at that hair standing straight up. Uh, Whoa. I I I look and I'm lay. I'm sitting and I look up and I see some movement, and I'm like, "That's weird that someone's up there at three thirty in the morning." And you know, I'm just like that, and I'm looking because you know i'm just making sure where are my surroundings and it's someone in a wedding dress whoa and i just remember this they have the like they're holding the flowers okay like the mug like they're holding the flowers like this and they're they're walking from this part of the pavilion over like this like towards to go look out over the lake so picture that and I'm like, that's kind of weird. But I figured, I figured, okay, maybe they're doing some weird photography thing, right? Where they're doing like their wedding photos and they wanted a full moon with low light and they're going to be like that. But then I remembered, I remember thinking that's a, that's like an old timey wedding dress. Like it wasn't like a new flowing white wedding dress gown it was kind of like that off colored white like old like black and white style and i i'm like then i got the goosebumps and the hair on the back of my neck stood up and everything because i was like what in the hell am i looking at and it's kind of you know it's kind of off in the distance this is this is the like i said the best photo i mean it's like you know there's you could tell there's someone you can see it so i put my seat up and now I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I turn back, gone. Completely gone. There's no other vehicles in the parking lot. No one left the parking lot. No one was in the parking lot when I was first there. Guess it's time to launch down by the dam. <laughs> <laughs> was the exact same thing that Miles saw floating in the air in Alaska. <laughs> No, Miles did it. it did have a wedding like a, Did it look anything <laughs> like a glowing wedding dress? An old no. timey wedding dress. It uh, just looked like a like someone slowly walking across the pavilion in an old wedding dress. Her hair was up. The wedding dress was kind of long, holding flowers like this, walking towards the point. So what did you do? I freaking didn't sleep for the next two hours. You stayed there. in the parking lot? Yeah, I wouldn't stay yeah. there. I mean, I locked it. And I mean, I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I met, I'm in Texas. I have no, there's nowhere to go. Like, where am I going to go? There really isn't anything around there. No, there's not really anywhere else you'd go. I mean, it's not like I can go hang out at the, I don't know, man. you know, at the pump and munch. 
How far is that? How far is that gas station on the corner? Like three miles. You have to go all the way down it and then go through the camp, through the campground and the whole nine yards. So I was, uh, I was convinced enough that I've done as much research as I can about Castle Boykin's boat ramp and try to figure out like, was there something like it gives me the goosebumps right now just to even talk about it. Was there something that went on? Was there, uh, you know, someone who, you know, maybe a, a lady who drowned there who was engaged to be married or something, or was there something there before that new pavilion was there? And in all honesty, I, I really can't find that much information on it online. Wow. Hmm. You're that's, sure there was nobody that's pretty there? pretty creepy. There were no vehicles there. And, and if there was, why would someone be there at three in the morning slowly walking in a wedding dress with flowers? So how slow and was it like smooth, like gliding? It just seemed like a normal person walking. Like there was no, it wasn't like, oh, that's a ghost or that's a, you know, something. It was just seemed, you know, when I first saw it, it's, it just seemed odd that someone would be out there dressed like that at that time of the day. But then I immediately rationalized it as, oh, well, you know, look at the, you know, look at the, the scenery, the backdrop. Maybe they wanted some dramatic, but there was no dude. It was just her. Yeah. No photographer. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole lot of nope. That's a whole lot of nope. That's my story. Hmm. Have you have you yeah. heard similar instances like down around the Rayburn area? No, the, I've looked uh, it up. I haven't. I, there's not. I mean, it's not a hotbed for ghost bride activity, if that's what you're asking, Matt. Yeah, I don't know if there is a hotbed for ghost bride activity, <laughs> but maybe... <laughs> Maybe Ray Raymond would be. Have <laughs> you okay, Brandon? What What do you think I saw? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you saw. Um, I don't know. Maybe like she got left at the altar that day, and she was just over it. I don't know. Did you look? And Did anyone drown that day? Nope, I looked. No. Maybe she was like, hey, I'm just, just calling it quits. Going to walk off into Sam Rayburn in my wedding dress. I looked. I can't find anything. So you have no idea what I saw. Matt, Stefan, what do you think I saw? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say you uh, were suffering from some sort of odd dreams from a long, tired drive after eating... <laughs> Bucky's tortilla wrap kielbasas the whole way is what my my best guess would be, but I do I don't know. <laughs> Such a good comeback! Wow, what a good reference for somebody that hates Bucky's, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Miles, what do you think I saw? Well, you guys know how women get around their wedding day. They they she probably just woke up in the middle of the night and just had to check on something. She's practicing. I I don't. I'm not a big believer in in ghosts, like thing bigfoot yeah there's some some it, it, that's plausible but i don't know man it's it's creepy i definitely wouldn't be sleeping there i'd be uh i'd be jetting out of there launching somewhere else but 
I don't know. Was there said. a wedding there the next day? No. Oh, that, yeah, that's good. I mean, because I launched there and practiced all day, and there, as far as I know, there wasn't. I mean, I didn't see anything. I don't know if they rented out the pavilion for a wedding the next day or something. I mean, they, that could have happened, yeah. and I could have been gone. I mean, I put a full day in. I mean, I put in as it was getting light, obviously, because I wasn't sleeping. And then I, you know, I fished the full day. So, I mean, there could have been a, a day of festivities that I missed. Gosh, what do you the full, think you full moon? That? Yeah. What do I think I saw? Yeah. I think I saw a ghost bride. There we go. <clears throat> I believe it. I believe it. I'm, I'm sold now. <laughs> So convincing, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> I'm a tr- I trust you. <laughs> oh yes, Rich, you did miss the Bigfoot talk. Um, all right, this is where this is where I'm going to give each of you guys a uh, an opportunity to talk about whatever you guys have going on. I greatly appreciate this. Everyone went out on a limb to talk about this stuff. Listen, it's all a good fun. Uh, you can sit here and talk about the X's and O's of bass fishing and and who's hole sitting for who and getting information from who and catching what from where and all that. But every once in a while, you just got to get a bunch of guys together and have a good old story time. And that's what we did tonight. So I appreciate sure. it. So, Miles, where can where can people follow you if they want to if they want to follow up on uh on anything they saw tonight or one of those signature series shirts. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a one of a kind, as you can see. So um, you, I, I will sell this. I actually may just mail it to you, Matt. Um, Put it but, on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Everybody could find me. Uh, I really don't have anything uh, else to say. I, like I'm so, I haven't thought about fishing this entire time, so I can't like talk about fishing, but um, you guys can, you guys can come, Hang out with me. I'm probably not going to have any UFO stories on my YouTube channel, but I definitely am doing a lot on my YouTube channel, just like, uh, you know, both of these other guys here. Everybody here is is doing a lot on YouTube, but Sonar Fishing, you guys can see me on there as well as the other social media platforms. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to sleep this one off. I'm going to have some nightmares <laughs> after this, this whole hour and a half. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. Brandon, uh, besides from the uh, Bassmaster cover near you, you got anything else going on that people uh, that you want people to be looking out for? Are you doing the T-shirts this year? That's my question. Yeah. Yeah, we are doing T-shirts. Uh, we're doing – oh, I should have classic T-shirts up uh, within a day or so. So they'll be going up. We're doing tourney tees for every video again. Uh, Okeechobee is probably going to be only as good as your last cast since the last time I was there. I finished 105th and then finished 24th this time or something like that. Uh, So yeah, we'll have a bunch of bunch of tourney tees. uh, Got some cut ice cream hats now. Oh, nice. Anyone that likes joking around about the cut ice cream, those are available. Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, we're pretty much just, we're already up in Tennessee and trying to get mind right and caught up before the classic. This, 
it's almost like a syndrome when classic comes around that I, I just shut everything else off in the world and think only about the classic uh, almost to a fault. So I'm trying to make sure that everything else is taken care of before that week comes around. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for taking an evening off to join BTL. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> it was good. All right, Matt Stefan, your turn. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out for everyone to go subscribe to Miles Sonar Fishing YouTube channel because I Aww. think he's. I think he's pretty close to ten thousand subscribers. And if you don't know this about YouTube, when you hit ten thousand. You can sign up for their merchandising program, which means he actually will be able to sell the "I Want to Believe" shirts. So we got to get him to ten thousand, and he can monetize. That he yeah. builds okay. more. I, this is a shirt that I tie dyed too. Look at it. Oh, so you personally tie dyed that shirt? <laughs> yeah, Was that like a family activity, or were you just wake up one day no. and be like, you know what I want to do today? Let's tie dye some shirts. I think my wife was, yeah. was tie-dying. I've, I've tie-dyed a few shirts in my day. Just never like a, a sun, you know, sun shirt like this. But, uh, yeah, you, definitely. Thank you for the shout-out, Matt. How kind of you. How kind. No problem, Miles. And, by by the way, I see uh, people commenting that my wife is on here, and she did make a pretty good comment that, Miles, if you decide to send that shirt over to Maddie Pangrak, you want to make sure you get the right address. Yes, I, I gave them the wrong address yeah. for Christmas cookies. Yeah. Which was a really bad move. Oh, uh, you you can bank on you 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 are getting this shirt. I have zero use for it after this. So <laughs> just, Did you li- just leave it hanging on the mirror, like on the side mirror of his truck at the next EQ. Yeah. Yeah. That'll hundred percent work. Now my use it. Uh, you could use yeah. it to clean out your live well first too. Ooh. Bring out the live well. Ooh, that's oh. rough. All right, guys, it's been an what hour and forty-seven that? minutes. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you all on as we uh, as we get out of here. I, this has been a uh, been about three months in the making. Was that the last time you were on, Matt? When I when we figured out of that. And then I put Brandon on an embargo that he couldn't talk about it until he did the show. Yeah, you did. You texted me a long time ago about it. Well, I just didn't want someone to be like, what is this? You want to hop on? Like, I wanted I wanted to just kind of get ahead of the curve there because I knew that it would be a great show. But what I want to do is throw the BTL up logo and say, thank you, gentlemen, for all stepping up to the plate. Yeah, Enjoyed dude. the hell out of that one. That was a good one. Good luck in the classic, Brandon. Good luck in the second two-thirds of the season, Matt Stefan, and I'll see you uh, at Toledo Bend, Miles. I'll probably see all of you at the Bassmaster Classic. Are you going to the classic, Matt? No, I won't be there. I will year. not see you at the Bassmaster Classic. I'll see you. You'll be there, won't you, Miles? Networking? Nope. I got a baby on be... the way. Oh, yeah. That's coming up the soon. 23rd. Riley Elizabeth's coming. Wow. Come quick. In between derbies. Good timing. Not like Brandon. Brandon just plans on having one on day four. (laughs) Ah, Showed up the day after. All right. This has been another edition of BTL Bass Talk Live. We will talk with everybody next week.
See ya.